Blog Talk Radio. Today is Monday, January the 26th, 2015, and as always, I'm your host, John Hansen, and as we do each and every week at this same time over the same virtual airwaves of the Blog Talk Radio Network, we bring to you Buyers Meeting Point's Kelly Barner to share with you news from the world of procurement, and including this guest, uh, or in the sharing, I should say, is a guest soundbite, and this week we're going to focus on What's happened with Target's Canadian operation? Of course, Target Store is a very strong brand south of the 49th parallel, but here in Canada, it uh, isn't quite cutting the mustard, as they say. So it'll be an interesting, interesting uh, perspective, I am sure. So without further delay, let's welcome back to the show, Kelly Barner. Thank you, John. This is the Buyer's Meeting Point weekly update for January 26th through the 30th, 2015. This week's event topics include extreme supplier negotiations, the unexpected benefits of source-to-pay, and a sales-oriented webinar on managing millennials. In the first of three events on Wednesday, the Next Level Purchasing Association presents their January members-only webinar on advanced strategies for extreme negotiations with suppliers. Keeping in mind that a basic membership to the NLPA is free and easy to get, this promises to be an event with broad appeal. During this webinar, guest presenter Jonathan Hughes, the Sourcing and Supply Chain Management Practice Leader at Vantage Partners, will share leading-edge strategies for extreme negotiations with suppliers and illustrate their application through a number of real-world case studies. Here's why I think this event is interesting. As much as the trend today is leaning towards relationship-based collaborative interactions with suppliers, this is still all business. And while one-opsmanship is no longer the approach du jour in negotiation, we still need to be savvy about ways for creating maximum value for the enterprise. Later that same day, Evalua and Michael Lamoureux from Sourcing Innovation present a webinar on five unexpected benefits from your source-to-pay solution. I've already registered for this event, largely because the company in the featured case study, CACI, is truly unique and worth learning more about. CACI presents information solutions and services in support of national security missions and government transformation for intelligence, defense, and federal civilian customers. In other words, none of us can afford for them to have supply management problems. And while efficiency is often the focus of S2P implementations, we will hear about the additional benefits they realized, including faster revenue recognition, improved supplier compliance, and reduced errors in data quality issues. In my last event recommendation for the week, I bring you something truly different. You know Buyer's Meeting Point tracks procurement and supply chain events, but did you know that we also track sales webinars? My attitude has always been that we should be informed about what our external counterparts, very often the sales reps at suppliers, are focusing on in their strategic and professional development efforts. This week, the Sales Management Association is presenting a webinar on managing millennials, a topic that everyone in supply management can get behind. 
Procurement has found that millennials are motivated differently than their older counterparts, and the same is proving true in sales. Apparently, they are less driven by straight compensation plans that traditional sales professionals prefer. Finding out what they are driven by may turn out to be a key success factor for procurement. Check the Buyer's Meeting Point events calendar for the scheduling and registration links for these events as well as those coming up. For this week's guest audio, first a little change of plans. I've been working through a multi-week series on recently released CPO studies, starting with IBM and then moving on to Ardent Partners. My plan was to finish the series with Deloitte's Global CPO Study this week. Unfortunately, I can't get the audio or video content in a way that avoids violating copyright rules. So if you are interested in it, you can Google and watch the video on Deloitte's own site. Instead, let's talk about a news story that broke this week, the announcement by Target that they would be closing all 133 of their locations in Canada due largely in part to failures in their supply chain operation, which was handled by a third party. For a little background, let's listen to this summary from USA Today. Target is closing all 133 of its stores in Canada. But the news doesn't come as a surprise to analysts and customers that have been tracking the company's expansion. I'm Hadley Malcolm for USA Today. Target Canada had several major issues over the past two years, and customers were quick to tweet about them when the news broke that the stores would close. At Dark Contour said, lack of stock that got me. We did try to shop there for the holidays, but there were empty shelves and no restock. Target Canada didn't have a good supply chain in place while it was rapidly opening stores. That led to empty store shelves and unhappy customers. These are photos from the CEO of the Loose Capital Advisors, Brian Sosi. Stores were poorly stocked, and Canadians were turned off when they noticed that prices fluctuated from what they were used to seeing at Target's U.S. stores. Target itself admits that it tried to do too much too fast in Canada. I've spoken to several industry experts who say that Target also just didn't understand the Canadian customer, who's influenced by both the U.S. and Europe, and they don't necessarily shop the same way as Americans. Plus, there was competition to contend with. Walmart already has a successful business in Canada, and other stores like Loblaws have very loyal customers. For more breaking business news, we've got you covered with news and analysis at usatoday.com money. Obviously, supply chain problems were not the sole cause of Target's inability to operate successfully in Canada. As you heard in the guest audio, their pricing strategies and product mixes just didn't align with the expectations of Canadian consumers well enough for them to compete with Walmart. And yet, the supply chain played a major part. In a way, this is much like the case against Paul Devine, the rogue Apple employee found guilty of selling confidential product and R&D information to the company's suppliers. In that case, the importance of an ethical procurement function was clearly demonstrated by its absence. In this case, we see how destructive a poorly managed supply chain can take down a large, otherwise successful retail operation. Even within the supply chain operation, there were a number of different kinds of problems. There were discrepancies in pack quantity, meaning how many of each item could be ordered at a time, resulting in wild overstocking of some items. Each time a problem was uncovered, an audit was required, and that caused costly delays in goods getting from one of Target's three Canadian warehouses to its stores. 
So while the warehouses were often overflowing, the actual store shelves were often empty. There was also a confusing disconnect between what was to be carried in U.S. stores versus their Canadian counterparts. This resulted in corporate buyers making large purchases of items and sending them to Canadian stores, items that they were neither expecting nor that they desired. Finally, we have to consider the role that outsourcing played in Target Canada's demise. They outsourced the staffing and operation of their three warehouses to 11 points logistics. And efficiencies notwithstanding, outsourcing still costs money. Adding these costs to the already higher cost of running a retail business in Canada, they just couldn't match the pricing strategy that has contributed to so much of their success in the United States. This disparity was not overlooked by Canadian consumers. As one shopper remarked in an interview quoted in Supply and Demand Chain Executive magazine, quote, they think we're idiots or something, end quote. And that sentiment is always bad for business. Is your executive team aware of the benefits and risks associated with the operational health of your supply chain? Do you have enough margin to absorb any costs associated with outsourcing, or have you been able to arrange a scenario where it pays for itself? As always, you can share your thoughts on this week's guest audio or recommended events by commenting on today's episode page or by connecting with me directly on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. I'll be back next Monday to review upcoming procurement events and share another guest audio excerpt. Thank you, Kelly. You know, as I was listening to this, and I've only been in a Target maybe once or twice, and the shelves looked like it was going through a closeout sale, much like, the, it, ironically, the Zeller's chain. When they closed down and uh, the stores were being taken over by Target, there was there was nothing, a paucity of inventory. So what's interesting is 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 that uh, it, it was surprising because the brand never really translated well into Canada. It was reminding me of when we uh, exported Canadian football to the U.S. Uh, a few years ago, and that failed experiment. I mean, the reality is, is as close as we are in terms of proximity, there are differences. And, you know, the, the, the whole idea is, is I think that the, the management team for Target really underestimated uh, what's involved with doing business in Canada, especially given the fact that, and I'm not sure this would be it alone, but certainly a factor is, is that uh, the, the geography of Canada is one where the locations are vastly spread out. So there's greater transportation costs, there are greater logistic uh, management controls, I think, than there are in, in terms of the U.S., where, again, larger centers are significantly closer together. What do you think? Why did Target fall short in Canada? Any comments you have, please uh, visit uh, the Procurement Insights blog and share them there or share them in the comments section of this uh, segment show page. In the meantime, Kelly, thank you so much for another interesting start to our week. And uh, just want to remind you listeners again that each and every Monday at this same time, we bring you Kelly Barner from Buyer's Meeting Point. Until I come at you over these virtual airwaves again, I remain your host as always, John Hansen. Have a great week.